This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Patrick, I know that your favorite time of year is that time each uh, year in the spring when the NFL schedule, the Viking schedule comes out and you sit down and just start crunching it, going through it. So what are your thoughts about the very exciting 2023 schedule? Uh, they got more uh, late night games than I thought they would. Uh, what, five of them or something? What? And uh, I would say that... Uh, you uh, you start one and one. I say I'd say that you get a walkover at home against a terrible Tampa Bay team, and then four days later they make you go to Philadelphia. You don't even have time to prepare. Why Philadelphia uh, gets gets the home game there? So I would guess uh, that's that's Philly's home opener too. So uh, so they're one and one, and after that. I uh, I scanned through it. I came up with about eight and nine, which should be good enough to win the division. I would think uh, eight and nine, nine and eight, eight and nine will win the division. But they obviously the NFL thinks it's going to be Detroit and the Vikings because yes. they have them playing what two of the last four weeks or two of the last three, three weeks. Three, two of the last three weeks. The they got Detroit Green Bay in the middle. So they uh, they obviously think it's going to become come down to the uh, Lions and the uh, Vikings. Of course, it's always dangerous to expect good things from the Lions because uh, generally speaking, whenever you expect good things from them, they go in the tank or somebody gets hurt or something. So, uh, but that, that, that those were the things I noticed. I guess that, uh, and it's funny how you look at Green Bay and go, mm. You know, you look at a Green Bay game and you go, oh, okay, who cares? It's Green Bay because uh, uh, they don't have a quarterback anymore. So, uh, but uh, they, uh, they, they, they must like going to the, uh, how many of those prime timers are in the dome? Three? Yep. Yeah, uh, I think they, they must like going to that stadium. They must, uh, you know, they can show all, they can show this, all the nonsense before the game and all that good stuff. So they, they must like coming here. Speaking Pat, of Pat, speaking of Patrick, your your um, Christmas Eve Packers moment in the bowels of the Metrodome might be topped when Dad was arrested in front of his kids. Because, yes, because did you see the uh, penultimate game is New Year's Eve seven thirty kick at US Bank Stadium? Ooh, if you ever so. want to see drunken debauchery show up? Against the Packers? Against the Packers. Oh, yeah, that'll be wonderful. It really will. It will be, uh, you know, they should have, uh, you know, back in uh, back in ancient times in Rome, 
when they would have these feasts, they had a vomitorium. They would just, you know, where all the guys would go in and vomit and then come back and eat more. They should have a vomitorium at the uh, that Packers. You know, just turn one of those ba- big bathrooms into the place where you went to vomit. Right? That, instead of having beer. instead of having people do it in various places around the stadium. Well, you better you better have a vomitorium on each side of the stadium because that it's not like the Metrodome where everything's convenient. You know, you got to walk a long ways. But uh, uh, it's time to have a vomitorium at the uh, at the uh, at the whatever we call that place the was Ziggy Bill. Uh, it's time to have a you know when they're when they're spending that two eighty to to redo the place this ancient stadium we have that needs 280 million dollars of refurbishments <laughs> let's throw in a vomitorium on that one too so uh, it really high class one and we can have someone dressed up like an old roman uh, servant you know that in there to and the wash then they come in and puke and you just throw the buckets of water and it goes down oh, the drain it's it'll be fantastic let's that's, they can show that on TV too. That'd be terrific. And they oh. can get a corporate sponsor to to sponsor. Yes, right. Yes, right. Great. Waste management. I'd love yeah. to do it. Oh, wouldn't they? They're a big giant. They're a big giant. They are. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, it is amazing though. I like watching Sports Center now because I think Van Pelt is great. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I think what they do out there. I I watch more of it again than I used to. But last night there was you couldn't watch anything last night. It was all somebody standing in front of the screen telling you about what game to look for. Oh yeah. <laughs> the NFL is so genius. It's unbelievable. They have they have made telling you who they're gonna play five months from now a big event. It's incredible. Yeah. And so Albert Breer, I saw he used to work for the NFL network. Now he's at SI.com. And uh, he actually tweeted a story from 10 years ago when he was at NFL Network. And they told him, hey, go to Ch- you're going to be sent to Chicago. And we're going to go to a, a big, crowded Chicago sports bar. And we're just you know, bring it, we're going to bring the photographer guy. And you're going to be doing TV hits. And we're going to make it a big deal. Schedule release night in Chicago at a bar. Get, just capture the excitement. On that same night... Bulls and Blackhawks playoff games going on. Is that right? He had to beg for one of the TVs to be put on NFL Network. Yeah. (laughs) Now they'd probably the Bulls and the Blackhawks would be forgotten. They'd have to have the schedule on. They've they've managed in ten years. They have succeeded in making it into an event. It's a bigger event than uh, the hockey draft, the baseball draft. It's a bigger event than. not as big an event than the NBA draft, probably, but uh, but 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 close. It's uh, it, how, it is it is incredible. How far down the list? This is this is baseball's litmus test. So baseball's free agency is not anything like any other. Now they, I think the last couple of years there's been some early signings and stuff, but the other leagues, it's like this is free agency week in the NBA and yeah. the NHL and the NFL, and ninety percent of the top players are going to sign this week, and you're going to know it's very exciting. Baseball, it takes like four months, oftentimes. Yeah, the contract that's, base, baseball does not have that kind of a of a window. You know, they I think they tried to make it a trading window so that would, at the winter meetings you'd have to trade because then it would be closed for a while or something. They tried to do it, but it just it yeah. just doesn't work. The the NBA has done it, and the you know, and of course 
the NFL has, you know, three days of deals being announced, but it's not the league year, so it's not official. You got to have the league year, you know. How many years into the future until we have the ball dropping to signify the start of the league year? League year, yes, that's right. Times Square. We get New Year's Eve. League year. Yeah, I love the league That's year. Then I also R- love Ryan Seacrest hosting the NFL New Happy New Year. It's March 11th. And the, and the other thing I always like is they have to protect. You don't hear that as much, but you used to have to hear they have to protect the shield. That was one of my favorites. Anybody ever said that to me, there would be a profanity uttered in their face. But <laughs> no matter who they were, I would uh, I would. I, I would have to use the vomitorium if somebody uh, if somebody said to me, I got you got to protect the shield. But that was a big deal like 10 years ago. You know, they, they need for Pat. You remember when Rob Lowe was was Rob Lowe was like at the Super Bowl one year and they just showed him in the crowd watching the Super Bowl. and He was wearing an NFL hat. It was just like a mm-hmm. black hat yes. with a big NFL logo. And people were like, why is he wearing just an NFL hat? That's what we need for Patrick. We need the Pat to just wear a shield hat everywhere he goes. By the way, the I'm glad you brought up Rob Lowe. I really admire this guy because when he was a young superstar, he'll, you know, he was kind of a pain in the ass, right? He kind of, he in the last 10 years has man, will take any role that makes him into any fool. He just, you know, and he's great. Is he, his humility of taking second, third rate roles and, and usually being the moron. I, I admire that. He didn't have to keep being the, you know, the love interest superstar. He was willing to take other roles. So I, I've become a Rob Lowe fan. He still looks great, too. He's, he's mm-hmm. fantastic. That, yeah, he does. Incredible he does. Thing. Yeah, he has. He I missed the, I, I miss the well. mayonnaise jar commercials. The, the, I think it was the direct TV ads that you had uh, skinny arms <laughs> Rob Lowe trying to open the mayonnaise jar. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, that, uh, we digress. But uh, well, in the, the NFL, nobody can deny that uh, they are the marketers of all time, and uh, it's it's in, it's incredible. So uh, the schedule and and I, I'm you know people don't go to the office anymore, so we can't say everybody's in the office this morning talking about the NFL schedule instead of anything else. If people still went to the office, they would. The, and the water coolers, we don't have those anymore. So you can't talk about around the water cooler. Uh, uh, those are germ hubs now. You yeah, yeah. Those are, you can't do that. You can't do that either. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Anyway, how about uh, how about that Tyler Malley? Huh? He'll be back. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, might not miss a start. They told us uh, two days after. Might not miss a start. He might. Wow. Just, might just might just need to bump him by a day, and then they can mm-hmm. slide him back in there. So they wind up. They, they wind up getting like, no, nothing out of him because he's he's not under team control. That's free the agent, which is good. You know who wants to? You know, okay, Paddock, you got him cheap, right? And you think he can come back. And then you got him for two years. You paid him, what, $2 million this year and then for doing nothing and then bring him back next year for nine or something. But 
Mally is, there's, you know, you haven't seen anything that would want you to bring him back. So it's lucky he's a free agent and you don't have to pay him for a whole year of rehab. But at reading through the, you know, reading through the quotes, it sounds like he had the option of uh, not having Tommy John on trying to pitch again, which might have been the Twins' preference. Although I saw the quote, they, then his quote from the doctor was, if you come back and pitch with this, you'll last two, you'll grow two starts and then you'll have the same problem again. So they're trying to say these two things are unrelated. I don't believe it. You know, that, Which they, two things? The sh- his shoulder and the, the elbow? The shoulder. Last year they talked about the forearm a little bit too. So, uh, you know, that one didn't work out because that Encar- Encarnacion strand, I'm not too worried about Stir the uh, steer the uh, the infielder that's playing third for him, and the, but this other guy is hitting three sixty five at Louisville. And now he doesn't have a position, and Encarnacion Strand, but he's a big Oklahoma State kid and uh, slugger, and he's probably going to be their DH there. So uh, you know, Twins have a DH, but uh, he's a right-handed hitter too, which you could maybe teach him how to play first base and be a right-handed hitting first baseman. Or he could have been used as a trade chip for someone that didn't have a broken yeah, shoulder. Yes, elbow. That's, that's even a better idea to get a pitcher that's not <laughs> crippled, you know, God almighty. Everybody keeps bringing up Sam Dyson. I gotta say the Sam Dyson, the statute of limitations has passed on Sam Dyson. Okay. That was four years ago, right? 2019. By the way, I looked it up. Sam was with the Tijuana Toros last year. Oh. pitched okay with Fernando Rodney and Fernando Rodney what? with teammates. Wow. And, but Sam's not there this year, and I don't know where he is. Maybe he just retired. Didn't Sam have a little spat with the, with the girlfriend or the he wife? Threw the cat at the girlfriend. Threw the cat at the girlfriend. Snuggles. Yeah. He, he turns out he tossed the cat at the Snuggles. girlfriend. Snuggles. Snuggles. She ran Snuggles the, the account. Cat. The whole thing was a fraud. Snuckles was a big Instagram influencer cat. Yeah. Oh, and Sam he supposedly ran. And he uh and but and he threw the cat at her to get more business on the on the uh Instagram oh, account. Oh, it turned no. out he was just a raging a hole. Yeah. We well, thought he's a great pet lover. He didn't care about the pet. If the moral of the story here is if they have had any arm trouble in the last Two years, don't trade for them, right? Now, Pedro, now Al Pablo had a little what tendonitis or something like that, like so he missed training. Yeah, he missed parts of a couple of years, but I don't think he had anything that was mysterious like uh, like these guys. But uh, they have not had luck with uh, guys with bad arms. What's funny is the paddock thing wasn't even mysterious. He had a partially no. torn UCL. In October. Yeah. In October. And they gave it, it. Okay. As it turned out, they were right about Taylor Rogers, right? It didn't look like it when he had 17 saves in the first two months or something. But uh, the, the fact that they gave, put $6 million into the deal, they gave, yeah. they gave San Diego 6 million bucks to make that trade. What the, who's doing this? Who's approving of these? I mean, I mean, and obviously Falby is, but they got to, you know, they got to um, look at the medicals better. Or I don't know what, but God almighty, what's, you can't just keep giving up players for these guys. Yeah. But hey, nice win yesterday. And you know who battled his tails off? Tail off? Bailey Ober battled yeah, his yeah. tail off because he did not have his, that 
that breaking ball was not going oh, like that. It was kind of going oh, like that. And uh, but he got him out. And uh, I think he's a tail battler. That's what I think he, he is. is a tail battler. He's and a, you know yep. who else was a tail battler? Brock Stewart was a tail battler wow. too. But he's been all right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think now if this is real. If, if this guy becomes valuable, when's the last? They've had a few of these guys who just were journeymen who went around and then all of a sudden had an effective year for him. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of our last one of those. There's some. I, I think you've hit on something. We need to make we need to make official rules for battling your tail off. Yes, right. You know what? So like like one example would be you get knocked around in the first inning for a little crooked number, but then you yes. hang tough and complete five yes. innings, maybe five and a third, mm-hmm. and you and you weather the storm a little bit. That's battling your tail off. You don't have your best stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't throw your secondary pitch for a strike, but you still wind up going six Over innings. Over six, yeah. How about the stat? What is this doing to us, to our Rocco theories? The Twins starting pitchers lead the major leagues in innings yeah. pitched. What yes. is this doing to our theories here? You no, know, it's, it's, a, it's a wholesale change. Last year, 162 games, only 10 times did a starting pitcher go seven innings. It's already yeah. happened eight or nine times for the staff in the first month and a half and, of the season. And over the way he was throwing yesterday, they probably they wouldn't have hung with him for six, you know, the, normally because he was not, you know, he was not sharp at all. But that, see, now that the batting your battling your tail off thing is, it's it's very difficult to bat in pitching to battle your tail off while you're throwing the fire out of the ball. You can't, you know, because yeah. Bailey wasn't throwing the fire out of the right. ball, which meant he had to battle his tail off. Yeah, right? those are two. Those are two re- resistant yes. forces, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's grinding, right? So, like, yeah, the puck, yeah. they grind, yeah. you grind, and in baseball, mm-hmm. you battle your damn tail off. Mm-hmm. Carlos got a hit though. Big one now. Hey, by the way, you know what the event of yesterday was? And I don't know if anybody made a big deal about this. But that base hit Joey Gallo had to right field, he hadn't had one of those in five years, that ground ball. yeah. That, did you see it between yeah. first and second? Yeah. There would have been a guy standing there. Five. For, he hasn't had one of those hits till the shift started. I, I, I'm sure – did you see I – I don't know if anybody got the quote, but Gallo and Conger were laughing. When he got to first base, and you got to know, Gallo said something like, "I haven't got one of those bleepers in five years," you know, because it was right where the second baseman was standing. Because it was only six feet away, you know, it was in the in the shallow hole, and then they then they would have had the shortstop in second base position. So, uh, congratulations, Joey. That might keep you over two hundred for the year. You might get a couple of. <laughs> And he Correa did, he, didn't yeah. get up to 100, but he didn't get up to 200, but he did uh, win the game for him. So that was yeah. Good. I'm trying to find uh, if I'm just looking at like left handed batting averages this season here. So um, versus, let's see here. As a, is there, it's as not a huge. It's not huge. It's not a huge difference. I heard that. You know what? I heard of this is a week ago. On, I was listening to MLB radio and one of their stat had uh, the, the, they're getting more line drive hits because the second baseman is not standing out 30 feet out in the outfield. There's more, catch it, yeah. even more than the ground ball. It's, it's uh, There's more not, you know, screaming line drives, but more loopers out over the infield. They're now base hits, which they, they weren't. Okay, so last year, 
Left-handed batters, and I've got it split into versus righties versus lefties, but left-handed batters hit 239 and 225 against righties and lefties. So 239, 225. Uh, this year, it's up to 245. Oh, that's good. And 238. So you've seen and, a And you, and you got to think, because batting, hitting in general is down. You know, I mean, hitting is, uh, teams are, you know, the Twins are hitting 220 and we're not, we're not even embarrassed. So, uh, I mean, a lot of the averages are down. I think I think the, the fast pitching has had maybe a bigger effect on hitters than it's had on pitchers. Yeah. Although, Dick and Justin yesterday were trying to make it sound like uh, the, 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 the Mally got caught in, up in the epidemic of uh, pitching injuries, that, uh, and some people are trying to uh, blame it on the pitch clock. Ah, uh, no, no, fellas. He had a bad arm when they traded for him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they screwed up. So. And it's okay to acknowledge the truth. The Twins took a couple of big risks on injured pitchers. I'm sure they did. So, I'm, I'm sure they were aware to some extent, and they decided mm-hmm. it's worth the risk, and not, it backfired. Not not on state-run TV. That's not. <laughs> now, I think we all applauded them that they made moves on uh, yeah. on August 2nd. But... In in retrospect, what were we trying to accomplish? What were they trying to accomplish? Winning the Central. Okay. Then what? <laughs> yeah, win, a, win a playoff game. Yeah, win a playoff game. But it's not like, ooh, if we add these two pitchers, we're going to win the damn thing. You know, it's not, it, there was never that feeling with this club, that's for sure. So. Maybe, it, But maybe it gave you a better chance when you're down 0-2 to win game three. And win a playoff game. Maybe that Okay. Was the Here's the question. Of both of you guys, all three of you, are they a better team than they were last year? Yes. I think they are, too. Yes. I think they, got they are. Because they have three pitchers. Pitching. It, yeah. It carries you. I think they are. But they, they, they need, they at are, some point, they need a Royce Lewis or someone to join. Yeah, the they need somebody to be a hitter. You know, I mean, it, the lineup isn't better. But the – well, Kepler not being – Horrendous is an asset, and Buxton actually playing is an asset, and you know. So I think the, you know, the lineup is you know the worst hitting lineup in the league. But uh, I, I don't think it's much different the lineup wise than last year, and the pitching's a lot better. So it's a better team yeah. than last year. What's funny is I think they've still scored like thirty more runs than Cleveland this year. Yeah, Cleveland. Well, they don't hit any home runs. Cleveland. Uh, I think it would, Stephen Kwan was their fifth home run at home when they ever they hit it uh, all, all year long. Wow. So, but it is it is amazing. I've said this before. I think maybe even this week. But when you see a guy hit, you know, get the ball on the fat part of the bat and just hit it as hard as he can. And it's caught 15 feet away from the center field fence. And you remember Mitch Carver just going, oh, man, it goes up there on the lawn. That baseball they were using at 19 must have had a heartbeat. It must have been the damnedest <laughs> thing ever. They say it's 4%, not 4%. No, they were saying, what, 2%? 2%, or yeah, no. BS. The thing 20, maybe 20, 20%. Yeah. There's, there's, there's. Gallo the other day, he hit one good and hit off the thing. If you would have hit it four years ago, it would have been out on the sidewalk, you know, out out on the by the statues. It's uh, it was amazing what they, you know, 
what they what they were using back then, and we were saying, "Well, yeah, the baseball is kind of lively." It was it was yeah. like ah, it was alive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's amazing. But anyway, hey, sure, well, if it doesn't rain, are they going to have good crowds for the Cubs? They they got to put good. thirty. In, they got to put thirty in for the Cubs, don't they? Yes. Yeah, those fans will travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Even though they're uh even though they're not uh they're not real good. They're not as bad as they were supposed to be. So Yeah, they're anyway. competitive. Bellinger's yeah. Bellinger woke up after a three year slumber. So still yeah. here too as well. So how about the Dodgers giving him away? I mean you quit you quit on an MVP what after two years? Mm-hmm. He had two bad years, but man alive. That's uh when I see, when he hits one out on the highway, out on the street, out there, you gotta feel kind of bad if you're a Dodger fan that they didn't hang with this guy a little more. So, yeah, well, he's he's pretty much back. So, well, Pat, enjoy your All weekend, right. and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Me, vomitorium. Let's do it. Come on, let's go. There's a big that remodeling. We want a vomitorium. Call Bagley. Yes, I will. Call call Lester. Yeah. Tell him we can name the vomitorium after Lester. Amazing. All right. There he is. Uh, Roycey Unchained and Roycey Innovation as well.